Alright, so I bring you greetings once again from the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that we have been learning and we have been blessed by God's word. Hallelujah. So today, as we know, we always do. On Sundays, we actually delve so much into the word of God to build up our faith, to build up our understanding in the things of God, to grow as a child of God. And so please, thank you for joining in. Please share the link, as I always say. I can't stress it so much because there's there's actually a lot of people who would have access to our videos, who, buy, who would have access to these beautiful teachings from God's Word and it would actually be a great blessing to them. So please share the link, invite them and God will bless you so much for that. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We thank you for the time to meet together at the church once again. I believe that, Lord, you've sent me with a message. You've sent us with a message to actually teach the nations and bring them onto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Precious Holy Spirit, do your work, O Lord. Cause us to grow in our knowledge and in our understanding. Cause us to even be strengthened in our spirit with might in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the words that come to us not be the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be the very word you've ordained to come to us today. That will cause a shift in our lives. That will cause a shift in our spiritual journey with you, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, beloved, thank you so much. It's a beautiful day once again to meet together as a church. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, so we are continuing our series on who is Jesus Christ. And we've actually covered quite a number of things under... Um, this topic but we are still going to continue because as Christians we need to understand that the very fabric of our belief is the one who brought us the salvation and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah and so when you come into Christ one of the fundamental things one of the things that you need to be aware of is the one who died for you and I, I can't stress this more than enough because listen, no man died for you except Jesus Christ. And he is the author and finisher of our faith. That's what the Bible says. And so we need to understand what he has for us, what is available in Jesus for us, and how we can actually maximize the various, um, various opportunities and availabilities at our disposal in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's always important for us to grow in our understanding to grow in our knowledge to grow in our exposure to what jesus is and what that stands for us so we began this topic by looking at the nature of man and we came to understand how that the nature of man was sin and jesus brought us life and then we moved on to talk about some descriptors of jesus so we've looked at quite a number of them and today we are going to carry on to look at the fifth descriptor of jesus christ number five and it's so important for us to understand this because that the scriptures are not just or the characteristics or the benefits etc are not just for knowledge sake but then they are to actually unveil a certain level of truth to you as a believer and when this truth is unveiled to you you actually have access to the authority the power or whatever has been imbibed in this truth for your benefit in the name of jesus christ so i can actually liken it to um a balanced diet okay so most of the time when someone is actually not having the best of health status and he or she goes to the hospital and the doctor will ask you have you been eating this type of food please you need to start eating this type of food to gain a certain level of nutrients you need to eat this type of food maybe you need to take in less this you need to take in more vegetables what is the doctor doing he's actually telling you the things you need in your life that can catapult you to have the best of health and so there are many christians who are deficient of many truths and their life is actually geared in a certain direction it, the, the issue is that the it's not necessarily the devil destroying your life necessarily okay so ignorance is one of the major approaches that devil uses anyway but then the sad thing is that when you come into christ there are many things available to you but unless you consume them it's like having vegetables available in the shop but you don't have the necessary nutrients it's because you have the vegetables all right but you need to eat them so there are many truths that needs to come into our spirit that can actually help us to grow 
to the level that God expects us to grow. Please, I hope you get it. So there are many things in Christ. There are many benefits in Christ. But if you don't come to this level of knowledge of these benefits, you wouldn't have the best from Christ. Please, I hope you get it. That is why every believer has got different experience of Jesus Christ. There are people who can tell you that their Christian journey has been a blessing and they never regret being Christians because they've actually come to encounter the power of God to a certain dimension. And there are also believers who will tell you that I thought being a Christian is just, you know, was something to actually be praising about. But I realized that being a Christian is just normal. Actually, it doesn't change anything and there's no you know benefits in being a christian or believing in jesus christ the difference between the two people is the level of truth they have come to encounter so many people become christians they don't do anything apart from being born again and they go about with their normal life that is not how you are supposed to believe in as a believer the truth of the matter is that the same way when a child is born and i always use this as an emphasis because i want it to sink deep in your spirit to realize the need and how helpless you would be if you don't have an encounter with jesus or if you don't grow in your level of knowledge and exposure to our father and our master jesus christ hallelujah so we need to come to this point to understand that knowing about jesus is very very important that is why the holy spirit would have us to really take our time to understand who jesus is and what that means to us hallelujah so god bless you so much i believe that today what god has for us is going to bless your life it's going to transform your life and you would go you would see that indeed your life has improved in the name of jesus shout amen so today we are looking at jesus is the word of god so we've looked at several descriptors of which time wouldn't permit us to look back further into but then we are moving on to look at jesus is the word of god wow jesus is the word of god so we need to understand this reality because i i i i remember an interview i watched today about a journalist having some conversations around many things anyway but one statement he made that struck me so much was that he said that the most powerful tool in the world is words <laughs> the most powerful weapon in the world is words so words are the most powerful weapon and look at someone being a journalist for about 38 years in all his experiences upon all the conflict upon all you know stories that this person has framed concerning different situations has come to a conclusion to say that words are the most powerful tools and listen words are the most powerful tools. there's no two ways about it the same way someone can tell you something and you can get angry and someone can tell you something and you can be excited the person didn't give you anything but then the person just spoke a specific kind of words to you and that was able to change your whole mood that was able to change your whole state it shows you the power of words hallelujah and so as believers or as children of god we need to understand that words are powerful we can't play with words okay words are powerful and if words are powerful, then Jesus being the word of God is actually a great mystery that is being unveiled unto us. Listen, let's read some few scriptures. But then the one thing you need to understand is that words are very powerful. Okay. And so as believers, we need to understand that Jesus that we believe in, his embodiment compass encompasses words. Please, I hope you are getting it. So words is one of the features of Jesus. As a matter of fact, let's read the book of John chapter 1 from verse 1 if words are the most powerful tool in the world the world has even come to uncover that words are the most powerful tool in the world weapon in the world etc look at john chapter 1 verse 1 let's read quickly the book of john if you have your bibles please you can open there john chapter 1 from verse number 1 thank you holy spirit look at something he says in the beginning was the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god let this sink deeper the word was god the word existed in the beginning and the word was with god and the word was god um in uh, our next teaching or in uh, in our subsequent teachings we'll we'll be looking at the various type of um or we would try to demystify who god is because many believers don't understand the concept of god 
okay so in our teachings further on we'll be looking at the concept of demystifying god or finding out who god is but don't forget he said that the word was with god and the word was god look at verse 2 he says the same was in the beginning with god verse 3 all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made i love this part he says all things everything you can imagine was actually made by the word and he says that without the word was nothing made that was made so that's why i was i was talking about the interview i watched today and i was like a journalist with over 38 years of experience and this person actually his grandfather was a journalist his father was a journalist and he himself is also a journalist it shows you the expose the kind of line he's coming from and he's been in this business for 38 years and his conclusion about words is that words are the most powerful tools in the world are the most powerful thing in the world and the scripture is because this was even written before this man came to discover this truth. He says that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so everything we can see with our eyes were made by words please i hope you get it i want you to understand from this basis how words are very powerful listen look at the great any great invention you can think about it all started with words thoughts that were translated into blueprints instruction on how to design whatever everything is actually encapsulated in the form of words please is someone getting it so he's saying that the word of god now if we say jesus is the word of god we are trying to understand that this word created everything and when you take this word away nothing could be created please i hope you are getting it he says that all things were made by him the word and without him was not anything made that was made so we have come to a point to understand that the word has the potency to create everything there is nothing that wasn't created by this word it shows you how this word is powerful so if the word can even come to find out that words are the most powerful element how much more the word of god hallelujah he says all things were made by him and without him was anything made that was made for the sake of time let's jump to verse 14 hallelujah verse 14 quickly he says from verse 14 he says and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father of grace and truth and the word became flesh so now we come to a point to understand that the word of god which had the power that was with god even from the beginning that actually created everything we can ever think about was actually from god and this word now became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth so we can we have come to a point to understand that now this word became an incarnate on earth this word became a person that came to walk on the surface of the earth so and this person is none other but jesus christ so now we have come to understand that jesus is the word of god right from the scripture that this word came from god and came to dwell among us full of grace and truth hallelujah so what does it mean to be the word or what does the word of god mean okay so the word of god or the word or words in general define a person okay a person's nature or character now let me give you an example when you meet somebody and the person begins to speak right away you can judge the manner of person you are speaking with the person's choice of words the way the person speaks can tell you right from that position this person is of this nature this person is like this this person is like that why because you encountered a word you encountered the person's expression through words so no man can be separated from his or her words please i hope you get it that is why lies are very dangerous because lies are words that are claimed to be what it is not <laughs> please i hope you get it words that are claimed to be what it is not it is like someone denying that i am not me that's why lies are so powerful and so words can't be separated from a person please i hope you are getting it and if you are someone who reads a lot sometimes you can read a book and you feel as if you were actually having a conversation with the author 
And the reason is because the author has been able to express his or himself or his personality through words. So words are really, really important. And we have come to understand that Jesus actually was the word of God that existed with God. But the beautiful thing about this reality is that the word was God and the word created everything. Please don't forget that part of it. Hallelujah. Let's read James chapter 3 verse 2. James chapter 3 verse number 2 quickly. Hallelujah. He says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and is able to bridle the whole body. What is this um, apostle saying? He says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. The last part is what interests me actually. He says, And is able to bridle the whole body. So, words are able to control the body. He says that if someone is so perfect in how he communicates, in how he releases his words, that person is able to control his whole body. So, we have come to understand that words, nothing was created outside the word of God. The word of God created everything. But then we are also understanding the reality of words that words can actually direct your whole life. Words can direct your whole destiny. So, listen. Let me give you a gist. This is even before we delve so much into this reality. I'm actually trying to compare the word of God and words in general. And we have come to a point to understand that even words in general have so much authority. No wonder Jesus is the word of God. No wonder he's the word of God that became flesh. So if you have an encounter with this word, you have actually had an encounter with the creative power. The word that created everything. So irrespective of whatever you find in your life, there is this person, there is this reality, there is this truth that can transform your life. And this word is superior than any other words. So if even man acknowledges that words are powerful, how much more the word of God? Hallelujah. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, you need to understand that no power, no words, we've come to a point to understand that words are powerful no words irrespective of how powerful they are can control your destiny because you have come in contact with the word of god which created everything <laughs> hallelujah let's read and you see this man um this man james or this apostle james makes us understand that words are so powerful that if you're able to release the right words you can control your whole life and the Bible makes it clear unto us that, as a matter of fact, in the last, in the end of times, okay, when Jesus comes, every word we spoke, we are going to be judged by it. So you came to, we come, you come to a point to understand that whatever you speak actually def- defiles or makes you whole. Let me bring it to our normal context. You can make a statement, and that statement can put you in jail. <laughs> so, in as much as there is freedom of speech. There are boundaries. There are things you can't say. That gives us a fair idea that words are so powerful that it can actually determine your destiny. It can determine your destination. It can determine whether you receive something good or something bad. Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 12 verse 37. Matthew chapter 12 verse 37 quickly. Hallelujah. Is someone following? Matthew chapter 12 verse number 37. Thank you Holy Spirit. I read, he says, For by the words thou shalt shall thou be justified, and by thy words shalt thou be condemned. So, the condemnation of man and the justification of man all lies on the power of words. So, be mindful of what you say, because what you say can determine whether you be justified or condemned. Hallelujah. It's really important. Words are powerful. And as people, we need to understand that whatever we say is what is going to determine our place. In the name of Jesus. Let's read Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. Hallelujah. He says, But those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth from the heart, 
and they defile a man. So, words are so powerful that they actually determine your nature. So, in as much as your nature reveals your words, your words have the power to also determine your nature. So, no wonder Jesus is the word of God because he is from God. He came from God. Therefore, he can't be anything but his word. And we have come to understand that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So, as believers, we need to understand that there are so many realities in our understanding of who Jesus is in terms of he being the word of God. Hallelujah. So, God could not create anything without his word. He says that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In Hebrews chapter 11, quickly, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. We are building our understanding based on God's word. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 3. He says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. <laughs> Is someone following? He says that we understand that the things that we can see with our eyes currently were actually made from things that didn't exist, things we couldn't see. And he says that all these things were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. So it's always important we understand the power of the word of God. Now let's read Hebrews chapter the same. Uh, scripture but let's read it in other versions so i'm reading from the nlt okay he says by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed by god's command that which um that's what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen please are you following so if we say jesus is the word of god we are actually speaking about that which created everything we see is there anything in your life that you think you don't have and so you are so worried to a point to understand that Jesus is the word of God and as a matter of fact words are the most powerful weapons you can ever have so having Jesus you have one of the most powerful weapons and the scripture has made us much more aware that everything we see was created by Jesus everything we can see everything we can actually phantom in our thoughts that exist were created by Jesus Christ and science has proven the reality and the power of words. There was an experiment that was made. That was long ago, actually. So one scientist tried to determine the power of words. So he made two... Um, so they had, uh, I think, two water. Okay, two water with eye. Um, so two bowls of water. Let me say it that way. And all the time, he spoke evil words on one and spoke good words on the other. And he kept doing that for months. Then afterwards, he freeze or uh, he froze those um, uh, uh, water. Okay, so the bowls of water the, he placed them in the freezer for some time. And one, what he realized was that the ones that he spoke good words on had a very beautiful crystal-like nature. Okay, and the one he spoke bad words on had a very uncertain or haphazard orientation. Of its atoms or its nature so this person or this scientist came to a point to understand okay that means that if you speak good words on something it has the power to align those things in its best state and if you speak bad things concerning something it also destroys its, its state or its natural state okay that is just a mere example there are many realities in life and even people who don't believe in Jesus or who don't believe in God but believe that words are so powerful. Always speak about the concept of positivity, positive psychology. Speaking good things about yourself has the strength to actually make you achieve those things rather than speaking bad things about yourself. So most of the time, meet someone who is depressed, meet someone who is anxious, meet someone who is not in the best state. The moment they begin to speak, you can judge their state. So most of the time, Words has the power to define your nature and words has the power to actually redefine your nature. That is why the Bible says that let the weak say I'm strong. Why would the Bible say let the weak say I'm strong? Because your current nature, you can only change it by the power of words. So words are very powerful. So when we come to a point to understand that Jesus is the word of God, you need to understand what? You need to understand that you are engaging with this entity that created everything we can see with our eyes. Everything we can ever think about. And so, is there anything too hard for the Lord to do for you? 
there isn't everything that you require god to do he has the ability to do it for you if only you can come to this level of knowledge and understanding that you are engaging with the god who created everything you can see everything you can think about he's the one who created them hallelujah so it's always important for us to understand this reality so when you read the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 3 quickly he says that and god said what Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 And God said, let there be light And there was light Before light came There had to be the move of the word That means that the word Carried the power to make it Accomplish whatever purpose he actually sent it to (laughs) Hallelujah He says, and God said Let there be light And there was light (laughs) What has God said concerning your life? Don't forget who is the one speaking Sometimes it is not just about the words, it's also about the personality speaking. <laughs> so if he's the one who created everything and he's saying that you are going to be successful in life, you are not a failure. He says you are the head and not the tail. You need to understand that the word that created everything we can see is the one speaking to you. So that creative power is what he's releasing into your life. And that power has the capacity to change your life. If only you can agree with that word. Please, I hope you are getting it. Let's read Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. Isaiah 55 verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I read. So shall my word be. Now, this is the word of God speaking. He says, so shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Listen, the word of God doesn't return to him void. He says that his words go and accomplish whatever purpose he has sent it to, and the words that he has released will never return to him without accomplishing whatever he has sent the word to accomplish. Please, I hope you are getting it. So, it this was also a prophecy about Jesus Christ because Jesus was the word of God or Jesus is the word of God. And so when Jesus came into the world, God sent him to die and save humanity. And Jesus came and he fulfilled it. So he being the word of God lived and as an example to show us that the word of God has the capacity to accomplish whatever purpose it was sent to accomplish. Listen, there were many forces that tried to stop Jesus from saving the world. But the secret thing is that the only the word knows how it would accomplish it. Okay, so when Jesus came, the world thought that, the Bible says that if they knew that killing Jesus was actually the way to save the world, they wouldn't have crucified the king of glory. So, most of the time, the one who created everything, the way he does things beats the imaginations of man. And so sometimes we try to understand how God is do- how is God going to make my life beautiful? How is God going to do this? How is God going to do this? And that is one of the problems of man. We try to find out how that is going to be possible. We don't need to be bothered about the how. We need to understand that what has he said. If the what is our part, as long as we come to understand what he has said, that is enough. When the angel came to Mary to tell her that you are going to take in a seat, Mary asked a beautiful question. Mary said, how shall this be, knowing that I know not a man? And look at what he said. He says, the power of God shall overshadow thee. So anytime the word goes, there is the power that accomplishes it. Hallelujah. So when you come to Christ and you have come to know Jesus, you need to understand that you have come to the one who created everything. So there is nothing about your life that can't be created or recreated by him. So many Christians put Jesus in a box. Oh, I don't think Jesus can do this. I don't think Jesus can do this. Anytime you are going through something, the first point of call is maybe our friends. Oh, Charlie, friend, um, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about doing this investment. What do you think? I'm thinking about making this decision. What do you think? But you see, you have someone who created everything. And he says that most of the things that we see were even created by things that didn't, didn't appear or things that were not seen. So there are many things that you yourself, you don't know how it will happen. But your part is to believe that what he has said. He said that, the, listen, what did Mary do? When the, Mary asked the question to the angel that how shall this be? And he said that the power of the Most High will overshadow thee. Okay, look at what 
Mary said. Mary said, let it be. Let it be. Let it be is to say, I agree with what you have said. So when Mary said, let it be, that was when the seed was formed in her. And there was no account of whether Mary, and it was just the word that was spoken to her. And she believed it. She didn't know how it was going to happen. As a matter of fact, she had the opportunity for the angel to tell her that the power of the Most High is going to overshadow thee. So, in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, he says that God said, or Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, sorry, he said, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Don't forget that when God speaks, all forces work together because he's the creator of the universe. So, if God created you, I'm asking you a question, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And this was one question God asked, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And most of the time as believers, we feel there are things God can do and there are things that are beyond the might of God. God can only do as far as you can believe Him. So this teaching is so important because it brings us to a position to understand the truth, to understand the reality, to understand what actually can make things change. And so if you can believe that Jesus is the word of God and if he is the word of God, he created everything. And if he created everything, is there anything in my life that he can't create? If something is dead, can't it come back to life? Hallelujah. So, um, by the, by the uh, mercies of God, actually, I have actually identified 10 truths about the word of God I want to share with you quickly, okay? 10 truths about the word of God. 10 realities about the word of God. That's as a believer, you need to be conscious about. You need to always have them as a nugget for life because these realities will help you to navigate your life in every circumstance. Number one, the word of God has the power to create. One first reality, first truth, the word of God has the power to create. Okay, don't forget the scripture we read in Hebrews chapter 11 that the things that are seen were made of things that do not appear. Let's read another more scripture to buttress this understanding. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. The book of Romans chapter number 4 verse 17. We are reading to verse 22. Hallelujah. We are ready to verse 22 quickly. He says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called things that be not as though they were. Now, this is about Abraham. When God told Abraham, I've made you a father of many nations, he says that he believed. He believed even God, that God has the power to quicken anything that was dead and call things that be not as though they were. Look at the mentality of Abraham. Abraham didn't doubt what God said because in the first place, he was assured. And this assurance came by an understanding. That's why God will have us to look at these realities, okay? So he says that he understood that one, God has the power to quicken anything that is dead. Why would Abraham think that God can quicken anything that is dead? Is it that something about Abraham was dead? That is for another day. But he believed that God could quicken something that is dead. Look at such a man. And another one is that he could make things come as though they were not. So even when he, there's nothing available, he can make things come again. Wow. Don't forget the word has the power to create. Let's keep on reading verse 18. Listen, look, I love this part. It says, who against hope believed in hope. My goodness. Against hope believed in hope. Ah, is is it? Come on, do you understand what the scripture is trying to make us understand here? Now, the person is against hope. It's like everything around him said no, but he still believed. Look at the nature of this man. He believed that this man, this person who has told me that I'm a father of many nations, even if my, my body is dead, God can make it work. <laughs> so, there was nothing physical to excite him or there was nothing physical that looked promising but this man even against hope he still believed in hope look at what he says look at what his hope was founded on he says that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be he believed according to the word of god according to jesus christ our understanding okay according to the word of god who is jesus christ i mean now Everything in his life was saying, Master, what you are saying is never true, my friend. This is not possible. But he said, no, I believe. 
Do we have such level of understanding and orientation towards God? That if things are still saying no, I can still count on what God has said. So the question is, what has God said? Is it God that said it? Then if he said it, this gives us an understanding of how God operates. Look at verse 19. I love this but it says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So the scripture is making us understand that Abraham's body was actually dead, but he didn't consider the dead body. And look at what again. He says, when he was about a hundred years old, signs I can prove and prove again that, look, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So Sarah's womb was dead. <laughs> Sarah's womb was dead. And every physical fact said it. But this man against this, he believed. Look at the power of the word of God. But then this scripture also unveiled to us our part to play as believers so that the word can manifest in our lives. So when God says something, don't go and sleep and say that, oh, God has said it, so it's going to work. No, it doesn't work that way. You need to have this level of orientation that if everything is speaking against the word, you need to stand with the word because the word is your only hope. And that is what has the power to create as long as you hold on to the word. So he didn't consider Sarah's deadly womb. Oh, Sarah's womb is there. I don't care. Oh, Abraham. He says his body was dead. Perhaps many things were not functioning in his body. Anyway, but then he said, I don't care. God has said it. He must deliver. And I'm holding on to what God has said. Now, Christians, when things don't go as we expect, we begin to say, God, why? Have I done anything wrong? Is there any problem? God, speak oh, because I don't understand. Is there a problem, God? Maybe God is not in it. Maybe God has changed his mind. And we can find scriptures to affirm this level of um, low faith. And take, listen, as long as you hold on to the word, the word has the power to deliver. Because the word has the power to create. Don't forget, everything was created by this word. And this was the understanding Abraham had. When God told him, I will make you a father of many nations. He knew that this was the God that created everything. So my life, the situation in my life is so small for him. Verse 20. He says, he staggered not at the promise of God. So you see, Abraham wasn't like, oh, today I believe God tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure God and tomorrow I believe. No, he was so firm. Look at what he says. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So you see, when God told him, I've made you a father of many nations, this man was living his life every day, thanking God. Oh, God, thank you. I'm a father of many nations. As a matter of fact, there were many uh, encounters Abraham had that people were, it was so uh, interesting. When he, he changed his name to Abraham and people were like, the name Abraham means the father of many nations. Where are your children? He said, are you okay? He was living practically. He was living by what God has said. And that kind of life or that kind of faith was what actually brought the creative ability. Please, I hope you are getting it. And he says, verse 21, And being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was also able to perform. Don't forget what we read in the book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. He says that his word doesn't return to him void. Irrespective of the time the word spends, the word would return with results. And that was the level of understanding Abraham had. And he was fully convinced. He was fully convinced that what God has promised, he would deliver. Verse 22. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Look at how this man struggled to keep the word. Did it happen? Now, the whole world traces back to Abraham. Christians trace back to Abraham. Now religions trace back to Abraham. But this was a man who received from God and said, I believe what God has said. Now everybody is saying that they are a descendant of Abraham. And this was a man who didn't even have a child at the age of 100 years. But because of his faith, everybody is now pointing to him. Now the world can attest, the whole world and even history can attest to the fact that this man, indeed, the promise has been fulfilled. But then, his wife's womb was dead. He didn't mind. He believed that the God who has promised him, he can deliver. Jesus is the word of God. So having Jesus, you have everything. But the danger is that many people don't come to uncover what Jesus actually is encapsulated in for them. So today, let the word of God speak to you. Jesus is the word of God. And the first truth is that the word has the power to create. The word has the power to create. Psalm 33 verse number 6. 
Hallelujah. I don't want to skip any scripture because I believe God brought this to actually speak to somebody. Psalm 33 verse number 6. He says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Now, can we see the heavens? The moment you lift your eyes up into the skies, you see the heavens. He said that everything that you are seeing, the skies, the heavenlies, they were created by the word of God. How big are you? Are you bigger than the heavenlies? You are not bigger than the heavenlies. As a matter of fact, there are 8 billion people on earth. So do you think your situation is too big for the God that created the heavenlies? And when you look into the skies, you don't know where the skies end, do you? Believe in Jesus. Believe in the creative power of the word of God. Listen, that would actually make your life be transformed. That will make your life different from other people. So people will be mocking you. Look at the people that mocked Abraham. To the point that a king wanted to take his wife. But what happened? Now, listen, read. Everybody is pointing to Abraham that Abraham is their father. But this was a man who didn't have a child by the, by the age of 100 years. How old are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Believe in the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's read our last scripture on the, this point and we move on to our next point. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 16. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 16. Quickly, someone there. Let's read. It says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones dominion principalities or powers all were created by him and for him i love the scripture he says all were created by him and for him <laughs> listen as a believer let this scripture be one of your key scriptures if someone tell you that there's a demon after your life listen he says for by him were all things created that were are in heaven and that are in the earth visible and invisible spirits are invisible but they were created by God. Listen, that is why we can stand in the name of Jesus to command demons to run away. We can stand in the name of Jesus to say that nobody can kill me before my time. We can stand in the name of Jesus to say that my life is prosperous and nothing can hinder me because the forces of hindrance were created by him. And if they were created by him, I love the latter part. He says, all things were created by him and for him. So he has the power to control all those spirits out of my life. So that is where my faith lies. So I don't get scared as a believer and feel, oh no, something is... Listen, you need to come to this understanding. It says, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It will make you free. The moment you encounter this truth and you believe it, your liberation is... That is where your liberation actually comes. You see that all these principalities and powers and dominions and thrones, these are all spirits. Thrones are types of angels. Principalities, they are all types of angels. Some are fallen, some are not fallen. But all these powers were created by him and for him. So he can control them. He has control over them. And don't forget, one of the descriptors of Jesus we'll be looking at later on. He has been given a name that is above every name. And at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. He says, when the name is mentioned in the earth, even in the heavens, even under the earth, everything must bow. So if everything must bow, who is the one that is after your life that you are so scared to even serve God? Listen, run to Jesus. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is saved. Listen, when you run into the name of Jesus, you need to understand that he's the one that created everything. It's like you have a phone and now your phone is trying to misbehave. You have a power over your phone. So the danger... It's when now your phone becomes the controller of your life. Please, I hope you are getting it. But Christ has the control over everything. Don't forget, you see, sometimes many Christians may have these questions. Oh, if God is so powerful, why is it that we are struggling in this world? Why is it that Jesus wouldn't come and then make things comfortable? Listen, God has set time for everything. He said that there is a time to be born and there is a time to die. He says, under the earth, there is a time for every purpose. Under the earth. Please, I hope you get it. In the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, one thing you have to understand is that the Bible says that the God is not the ruler of the world. Though he created the world, he gave dominion to man. And when man sinned and man took heed to the devil, 
man gave the dominion to the devil so god is not the one that ensures the affairs of this world to happen no it is the devil because he is the prince of this world and even jesus himself attested to it and when the devil came to jesus to tempt him he said bow to me i'll give you everything and the devil wasn't necessarily lying but then he was actually jesus knew that the guy had control over everything but jesus knew that by the time he dies and resurrects his death he will take that dominion from him please i hope you are getting it so if you find yourself in this world the bible says that we are in the world but we are not of the world so you that's why when jesus was teaching us how to pray say that our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come i thought the kingdom was ruling the world the kingdom of god is not what is ruling the world that's why as believer you need to pray you need to know more of god you need to seek after god you need to follow hard after god because you are not in a place that is actually ruled by god no so you can enforce the authority of God in your life if only you can command and invite him. The same way people invite and invoke demons, you can actually invite God into your life and your life will be a wonder. Please, I hope you are getting it. So Jesus is the word of God. You need to understand how words are so powerful. And even if even the word acknowledged, the world acknowledged the power of words, how much more the word of God? Hallelujah. Let's move on to our next um next point on the 10 truths about the word of god number two he says the word of god has the power to save your souls the word of god has the power to save your souls you see there are many things you'll be looking at as a church so please always endeavor to join our meetings because the things that are being shared are holy spirit inspired and it will change your life forever listen at some point, we'll be looking at what is the difference between the soul, the mind, the spirit, the body. We will actually demystify all these things because when he says that um, he has the power to save your soul, what is the soul of man? Which that's not for today. But then let's read the book of James, chapter 1, verse 21. James, chapter 1, verse number 21, quickly. Oh, is someone following? Please send your comments in. Hallelujah. He says, Wherefore, lay aside all filthiness. Now, this is a command to believers. Lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. <laughs> now, there are, you see that sometimes many, um, many pastors would say that when you are born again as a Christian, you are born again forever. Whatever you do doesn't matter. Listen, we are saved. The moment you come into Jesus, you are saved. But you see, if you listen to the message on Back to the Basic, you will get this quickly. We are saved, but we shall be saved. He said that he that continued to the end, the same shall be saved. So from the time you became born again until the time you would exit the earth or Jesus will come, whatever comes first, it doesn't matter. But then by the time our life ends, we are supposed to continue in that salvation to the end okay and he says that it is only the word of god that can keep you from swaying away he says that the engrafted word of god has the power to save your soul what is the soul now the soul is a combination of your will your emotions your intellect your will emotions and your intellect what control your will what controls your will what controls your emotions what controls your intellect the word of God doesn't saturate you so much. What will happen is that your wills will be things that God doesn't want. Your emotions will be moved towards things that are against God. Your intellectual capacity will always try to defend things that are not in line with God. So if we want to save our souls, we need to understand that we need the word of God to actually train us so that we can gear our emotions towards the right things. We can gear our will towards the right things listen why is it that some people are so passionate about maybe beer and you are not passionate about beer i'm using that for an example okay or someone is passionate about maybe movies and you're not passionate about movies that way someone is passionate about something football and you're not passionate about that, it that way it shows you how you both have you all have different will and every will is informed by something everyone is influenced or injected by something so when you come into christ you need to understand that you have a responsibility to make sure that your will 
aligns with the will of God. That's why we have what we call the will of God. So later on, we'll be looking at the will of God, the will of man, the differences. Because there is such a thing as the good will of God, the perfect will of God. Okay? And then there's also that bit of your intelligence. There are people, they are so intelligent that they don't want anything to do with God. That is part of your soul. Now, their intelligence tells them that, listen, there is no God. Forget about this God thing. Now, your will, your emotions. There are people, they are moved by certain things. But the Bible talks about Jesus. Let me give you an example of Jesus' demonstration of his emotions. The Bible says that whenever Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. You see that trait about Jesus recorded in the scripture. Why? Because his emotions were directed by God. And he is the word of God. So what informed your intelligence? There are some people, they are so intelligent that they even believe that they were, they came from stones. That's the understanding. Some people are so intelligent that they believe the world is flat. Some people are so intelligent. Whatever your intelligence with is, it doesn't matter. But is it in line? with the intelligence of God. So the word of God has the power to inform your will. So if you have desire for things that you think are not in line with the word of God, the word of God has the power to deliver you from those will and align you with the will that is in line with God. Hallelujah. The word of God is so strong that he can direct your emotions so that you wouldn't be moved when someone is trying to deceive you. The Holy Spirit will bring to your spirit that mm, this guy, even though the story is sad, but this that, this guy wants to kill me. There, there was a video on um, social media, I think, about one African country where people had, um, there, there were ladies who were trying to stop a cop, okay, so an Uber driver, and the ladies were, well, it was so late, oh, please come and pick up, and a CCTV camera captured this, true story, so when the camera came to capture, um, when the driver came to stop it, then men came out there with knives, and they took the car from the guy's hand, why? The situation was very emotional, the situation was very emotional, so his emotions were moved, but then, that was actually going to lead to his death or his trouble, so, our will, our emotions, our intellect must all align. And how would they align with God? The word of God is what we need. Please, I hope you are getting it. So when you have Jesus, you actually have access to what can actually save your soul, save your life, save you from untimely death, save you from things that are sent to destroy your destiny because he has the power to deliver you. Somebody didn't say a big amen. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, we will look at number three. And in our next meeting, we will continue with the 10 truths about the word of God. Okay. So let's look at the last one for the sake of time. Is someone following? Now, the word of God liberates from bondage. The word of God liberates from bondage. So, why is Jesus the word of God? You need to understand that all these truths are... What we need to know as believers when you come into Christ that if Jesus is the word of God, that means that he has the power to create whatever you need for you. He has the power to recreate and direct your life. He has the power to save your soul. He has the power to direct your will, your intellect, your emotions. If you are suffering from any addiction in the name of Jesus, I pray that may the power of God deliver you in the name of Jesus. Listen, when we pray these prayers, we don't pray these prayers because we don't know what we are saying we know that he has the power over our souls he has the power to save our souls so if there is anything directing your intellect your will your emotions in the wrong direction he is the only one that can bring you please is someone following the word of god liberates from bondage let's read that scripture john chapter 8 verse 31 to 32 our last scripture for the day please i hope someone is following john chapter 8 Thank you, Holy Spirit. What does the word of God say here? I love you, Jesus. He says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, if you, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So if you say you, you are in contact with Jesus, you are born again, you are a follower of Jesus, he says, if you continue in my word, <laughs> then are you my disciples indeed. So when, if Jesus is saying that you are his disciple indeed, that means that many people say they are the disciples of Jesus, but in Jesus' criteria, they are not. 
<laughs> as long as you are not after the word. Because listen, Jesus can't help you if you ignore the word of God. These are these are all basic understanding that we need to get. You listen, you can't live your life the way you want it and tell Jesus how he should do things for it. Doesn't work that way. There are principles, there are demands. As believers, we need to understand God requires something from us. He requires us to do things in a certain way. He says, Jesus is telling them that if you believe, good, it's good that you believe in me. Perfect. Because he was speaking to people who believe in him. And now, yes, you have come to believe in me. But let me tell you a secret. If you continue in my word, because it is my word that can keep you. It is my word that can save your soul. It is my word that can give you whatever you require so that you won't bow down to the devil. You won't bow down to the things of this world. Listen, many believers go through many challenges. And... As a matter of fact, the Bible never says that challenges wouldn't come. Challenges will come. But how do you manage these challenges? And you are actually having the one that created everything. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And so he says that if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. In verse 32, which is our major focus, he says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. So, don't forget the level of the, the context of our discussion, okay? So, he begins by saying that if you continue in my word. So, continuing in my word would make you encounter the truth. And the truth will actually make you free. So, it is like a cycle. The first point is believe. So you have come to believe in Jesus. The next thing you need to do is that you need to continue in his word. Now, the more you are continuing in his word, then you would come to know the truth and the truth will make you free. So many believers are at the level of belief, but they want to reach the level of liberty. They want to reach the level of safety, but they don't know that you can't reach that level of freedom if you don't go through the other two major stages, which is knowing the truth, we're continuing the word and knowing the truth so if you have come to believe in jesus this is the secret for you to understand you need to continue in the word and the word will give you the truth for example today you are watching on life and you've come to encounter this truth that jesus is the word of god and the word created everything and whatever you're going through the word can actually save you out of it and we've looked at some of the truths about the word of god now this truth you have come to encounter is because you continued in the word you decided to go after the word you joined the meeting because the meeting is not we are not sharing food as it were food of this world or maybe we are not we are not giving credit cards we are not giving debit cards we are not giving any item but then we are giving the truth so as you have gone after the truth or you've come after the truth you've come to encounter this truth okay this truth will then make you free so the moment a situation comes this truth now comes into your spirit and you begin to live your life according to this truth and that is what will bring the liberty so as i always say you need to know jesus for yourself that's why we find ourselves in a beautiful generation which is so interesting that many believers want their pastors to pray for them and do the fasting for them and they will just give the pastors money to do everything for them. They don't want to pray. They don't want to do anything and they expect God. Listen, God is not a magician. And that's the truth. Hallelujah. So God bless you so much for joining us today. I believe God's word has come live to you. You've come to understand that Jesus is the word of God. And as we have been discussing that the truth, the 10 truths about the word of God. We've looked at the three of them. The first one being the word of God has the power to create. I see God creating things into your life. I see God creating in you a clean heart. I see God creating in you a soft heart. I see God creating in you the next giant for your generation in the name of Jesus because he has the power to create. And I speak that in the name of Jesus. If there's anything lacking in your life that you need, by the mighty hand of God. May God create all your needs for you. And may he create solutions for your needs. In the name of Jesus Christ, say amen. He says that the word of God has the power to save your souls. Hallelujah. And the third one is that the word of God liberates from bondage. I believe that this truth will stay with you and stay with your spirit. And that you would continue to live your life Having this understanding 
with you and living by it in the name of Jesus. At this point, I want us to pray quickly. We are going to pray these three points, okay? So we are praying that Father, in the name of Jesus, by your word, create everything I need for me in the name of Jesus Christ. Please listen. You are not praying for things you want. You are praying for things you need. There's a difference between what you want and what you need. There are many things you need that you are even not aware you need them. But most of the time, we are aware of the things we want. But some of the things we want may not be things that are needed necessarily. So we are praying that, Father, in the name of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, by your word, create in me, create for me everything I need for my life in the rest for the rest of this year. In the name of Jesus Christ, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Create for me, Lord, everything I require, everything I need in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. By the power of your word, create for me everything I require in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, the things I'm aware and those I'm not aware, in the name of Jesus Christ, create for me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Now we are also praying that, Father, in the name of Jesus, liberate me, no, in the name of Jesus, let the power of your word save my soul. Now we are praying this prayer not with the understanding that you are not saved and that you are want to be saved. No. But then as you have been saved, there may be certain things in your life that you are struggling with. And the word of God has the power to deliver you. Please, I hope you are getting it. We are praying that Father, in the name of Jesus, anything that I'm struggling with in my life, may I be delivered from those struggles. Any addiction, any problem that I'm going through, you are the one who knows, oh Lord, by the power of your word may I be delivered in the name of Jesus Christ lift up and begin to pray lift up your voice and begin to pray by the power of your word oh lord in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus and our last prayer points we are praying that father by your word liberate me from any bondage in the name of Jesus Christ by your word liberate me from any bondage listen many people find themselves in bondages and they are not even aware many people find themselves in situations that are bondages and they are not aware so sometimes it's good you are aware because you become you become enlightened about the realities around you but sadly most of the things happening we are not even aware so we are praying that father in the name of jesus any bond any bondage around my life may i be delivered by the word of god in the name of jesus christ begin to lift up your voice and pray may i be delivered from any bondage around my life may i be liberated from any bondage around my life in the name of jesus christ in the name of jesus christ thank you jesus thank you jesus in the name of jesus christ hallelujah god bless you so much for joining us today i believe your life has been liberated and i'm praying for you that in the name of jesus may my god may the god of our lord jesus christ supply your needs according to his riches and glory in the name of jesus that you would want nothing in the name of jesus and if there is anyone that has been orchestrated by the devil to be destroyed at any point this year may the power of god deliver you in the name of jesus your life is in safe hands because he created everything in the name of jesus christ god bless you so much i believe your life has been transformed i believe this level of truth you won't dash it somewhere you are going to live by it and jesus said don't be hearers of the word only deceiving yourself but be ye doers what does it mean to be a doer if you believe something you practice it because you believe you have legs that's why you wake up in the morning and you begin to walk without even thinking about it let's begin to live by these principles and realities and our lives will be transformed and it will never be the same in the name of jesus christ god bless you so much for joining us i believe our lives have been transformed and we will continue so we couldn't finish jesus the word of god we need to finish the 10 truths about the word of god so we will continue in our next meeting on wednesday i would like to welcome anyone who joined in 
from uh, on our social media channel from any of our channels if you join in i would like to say thank you for so much for joining in and i believe that this is an online church christfulness church online that god is using to reach out to many lives please invite people it doesn't matter where you are whether you find yourself in the in europe in africa wherever try to invite people there are many people who need to hear this reality there are many people who in their work or journey with christ they lack the true word of god it's not enough to say i go to a church or i'm in a church if you don't encounter the truth that can liberate you so i believe that this is a church god wants to make available for many people irrespective of your geographical location without any restriction from whatsoever hallelujah and your life would be a miracle and a wonder so please thank you so much for joining us we are meeting again on wednesday and i would love to see you come with somebody thank you so much we've shared an invitation um, card on our social media handles please you can download and send it across to your friends they have some barcodes on them they can just scan them and it will take them to either our facebook group our youtube channel or our telegram channel and you just subscribe so you will get and click the notification button so you can receive a notification anytime church begins and as we usually do we meet at 7 30 p.m and 8 30 p.m on Wednesdays and Sundays and we meet on Fridays at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. to pray please don't miss any of our meetings it's not grievous just an hour and we meet just three times in a week your life will never be the same invest in your life and God will pay attention to all that concerns your life God bless you so much for joining us and I hope to see you on Wednesday enjoy your evening and stay blessed in the name of Jesus Christ bye bye Oh, glory to Jesus. Dear one, we've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch all with the same name Dexterity Church to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.